The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back here, analyzers. Don't forget to stay on top of the local news scene by tuning in to the WTJX news feed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas at 5 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. So check this out, right? <clears throat> you know, we've been giving away tickets. We did it yesterday for the uh, for the first time. We gave away two tickets, right, with every show leading up to. Uh, uh, December fourteenth, right? So to get, get so get ready to savor the flavors at the Taste of Two Islands Food Festival. Be the twelfth caller starting now at three four zero seven one eight zero seven six one and win a pair of tickets to this delectable event on Thursday, December fourteenth, which is thirteen days away, at the Mark C. Marin Center in Saint Thomas, also whatever by Antilles on the south side. Uh, of uh, uh, St. Thomas. And this is uh, hosted by WTJXFM 93.1. It's a culinary experience you won't want to miss. So call now and indulge in the taste of the islands. The 12th caller, right? So I see the phone done ringing already, right? So make sure you got the time it, right? Because we had a winner yesterday. I want to congratulate Amber Knight. I mean, for being the first uh, winner of a pair of tickets. And be the 12th caller at 340 718 0761, okay? And uh, Dwayne Henry is supposed to be joining me for some bush tea. You know, one number two on the other, ca- other line, the 718455. You know, the, the radio station is in effect. Now, so you got some big things coming on, uh, big things, big ideas with Energy Office? Yeah, like, I guess while, while we're in the, the, the event um, uh, a promotion mm-hmm. uh, segment of the of the Power Hour, I think there's, we actually have, the Energy Office is, is going to be hosting um, on December 14th. I think they're aligned on the same day. So yeah. say, say, if you're in St. Thomas, you got you got taste of the two islands. Yeah. If you're on St. Croix. Yeah. Uh, the, over here. On, the, uh, on, on December for those, 14th. For those who can't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for those who can't make it. Yeah. <laughs> if you end up stuck on St. Croix, yeah. we are doing. Um, so last year we, we, we did our first uh, solar holiday solar lighting event at our office in in Carlton. We we have a a mobile solar trailer uh, that we you know we set up a, a, a beautiful uh, Lynette Sierra set up and, and, and the team set up a beautiful uh, um, holiday lighting uh, that's all all renewably powered and we had a great little like event in the parking lot there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've expanded it this year. Uh, we're actually moving. We're going to be hosting it at the. Uh, the, the Leatherback Brewery by the the Virgin Islands in, in Industrial Park. Park. Industrial Park. Yep, yeah. the field over there. Uh, because we're not only doing the the, the holiday uh, solar lighting, we're actually doing a, a EV ride along. So I mentioned earlier in terms of the DOI and all of the the, the various uh, investments that they've allowed us to make in into transportation electrification. Uh, both in like light duty vehicles, which allowed us to purchase uh, you know the twenty five Teslas that are that are in the in the GVI fleet currently. We also recently got um, some some commercial electric, all electric vans as well, uh, and so what we're what we're con- combining the event uh, for is to not just not just bring the community out to 
you know, in, enjoy a you know renewably powered experience, but also uh, to get more hands-on and interactive experiences with uh, electric vehicles and the spectrum of electric vehicles that are available in the in, in the Virgin Islands, you know, through the GVI fleet, but then also be more broadly available in the territory as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're not just inviting the community out to come out and experience. We're also inviting uh, current EV owners uh, to come out and bring out their vehicles as well. I think one of the things that we realize is that you know the pe- people generate a lot of confidence by by talking to people who are living that life and experiencing it themselves. Other homeowners, other parts of the community, their peers. Um, so we're inviting all EV owners to come out. We're actually doing a raffle as well uh, for uh, for current EV owners. Uh, if you bring your vehicle and bring your, uh, which will have your registration. You enter into a raffle to win a, a level two uh, EV charger, so we're actually giving a, a free EV charger um, as part of the as part of the event and raffle to to current uh, to any current EV owners that uh, participate on December fourteenth. Uh, we're also going to have uh, the one of the vendors there. It will also have some electric bikes um, because that's also you know part of the the whole transportation electrification. It's not just you know, it's not just cars, it's not just buses, not just vans. Uh, it's really looking at how. Uh, you know, electrified transportation, even at the 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 the, the, the more you know two wheel level, mm-hmm. uh, is is viable as well. Uh, and so, really, so again, it's a, it's it's really going to be an interactive event. Um, you know, people be able to test drive vehicles. You know, the industrial park has a nice closed loop, yeah. so you can actually drive and get a feel for it. Not yeah, just man. not just look at it. Actually, yeah. feel feel what it drives. See what yeah. see how quiet it is. See how powerful. You know how, how much power people people still think they can't go up hills. No, see that no, you realize that they can actually no, translate. No, no, no drag reduction system going on. No, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, 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 there, there's a reason why we didn't hold it by the drag strip, right? We we said not the drag strip, the industrial uh, park. Yeah, the, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, yo, yo, I, I've been watching Formula One, you know, off and on now for about 30 years. And the drag reduction system, you could literally see the speed, right? That the car, the, the the trailing car picks, picks up, up when yeah. they when they get behind when they get in that draft, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, me and uh Davin Davin uh Patton for Muchi. Mane Muchi Shang. Uh he and I talk. He's a he's a Mercedes, I'm a Ferrari, right? Of course you're a Red Bull. Totally dominated. It wasn't even a sport Yeah, it wasn't even fun to wake up in the morning, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to get up and watch the races. Uh, but um, the science aspect of this thing is, is, is such a beautiful thing, man. Oh, I... I you know, I, we, could, we could do a whole episode yeah, on yeah, me talking yeah, about yeah, F1 yeah. and every... I mean, I've, I've, I can't tell you how much I've, I've tried to take not just the, the car side, but just the, 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 the engineering... The, like so You know what really turned me on, really? I was really I was more cart than I was F one, but the telemetry, right? The, the the idea that a driver sitting in the cockpit, and he is looking at the telemetry, mm. and somebody in the pits is looking at the exact same thing. You know what I'm saying? And the feedback and all that stuff. I think it, that's that's it's, beautiful. It, man. It, it is a real time symphony of engineering. Yeah, yeah man. Is, yeah. It is a spectacle and, and, to watch. And I was looking at it in cart, and and cart has been like galaxies behind Formula mm-hmm. One as it relates to that type of thing because it just costs so much more money and it's so competitive. But uh, it's really, you know, when, when you look at, at, at how, uh, you know, investment in, in, in technology and science could benefit you on so many different levels, you know, and that's something that I think we need to embrace here. Of course, it starts, you know, it starts at very young. It starts with getting the children to go to the library, mm-hmm. reading more. You know what I mean? I mean, not just falling in love with a cell phone, but getting out there, getting in a setting where you're literally sitting, 
you're, you're, you're it's like a tunnel vision type of thing. You're, you're doing a, a ridiculous amount of narrowing or focus. This is why dealing with because that's what we need now, man. I mean, it's good to be flexible and versatile, but yeah. you need discipline and focus. Well, I think I think I think you did ahead as well in terms of uh, you know that exposure. And I think that's you know it's one of the reasons why we you know, we wanted to do the event that we're going to be hosting on the fourteenth because we want to make sure that people are exposed to this reality. It's, it's one thing to to read about it. It's one thing to maybe see it on TV or hear about it word of of word of mouth, but you but you want to actually be able to have a hands on actually see okay this is this is what is the capability of it this is how it could actually affect my life and and be either provide you know, a more efficient transportation option you know a, a more reliable transportation option and and that i think is where putting that a hands-on feel to that is what's really key and so this is going to be one of the first we're, we're hoping to do this more often in terms of like an actual uh, you know, continued event we're doing on St. Croix now. Also looking at trying to get an uh, event in St. Thomas as well. Um, you know, we're already seeing the population of electric vehicles grow within the territory. Uh, and so in terms of trying to provide even more resources for people to feel comfortable, um, you know, let people know that there's not just not just how the technology works, how uh, the charging infrastructure is going to work. We're gonna, like, not only we're going to be giving away charges, we'll also have uh, some of the chargers that are going to be deployed across the territory on display as well, so people get a feel of like this is the infrastructure that's to come here in the territory. And then the other pieces, uh, discussing the, the you know the service and repair. That's that's been you know from the onset from the from the time when we purchased the um, the Teslas last year, the questions that we still get them now is like who's going to service them, who's going to service them. You know, I can confidently say in the last, you know, the year of having these vehicles, the, the only service we've ever had to require is, you know, tire changes, which is what any person who drives a vehicle in the Virgin Islands has to experience. But overall, we still have we still have plans in place to uh, address the service needs. Um, and we actually one of our one of our partners uh, who actually provided the electric vans uh, that we're going to be displaying and, and providing ride-alongs with at the event. Uh, is going to be in the territory, um, and you know, talking through some of the our plans for, uh, you know, making service available. We also have actual uh, partnership with uh, education because we're actually working uh, EV training into the vocational school as well. Uh, so you know, being able to address holistically not just the vehicles, the charging, service, and repair. Uh, you know, I, 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 the, the hope is that the community realizes that this isn't a fly-by-night type of approach. We're really trying to strategically plan and program for um, you know, a, a, a widespread adoption of electric vehicles within the territory, and we're doing it you know, holistically, pragmatically, um, and, and I think this is going to be an event that because we, we hope to make commonplace with, to, to get people over the, you know, the apprehensions or concerns that they may have with transitioning. Uh, this is one of the first steps that we're, you know, we're trying to take to improve that exposure. So, you know, December 14th, they're going to be there from, from two to seven. We're going to start a little early and it's going to be a little bit into the, into the work day, but, you know, we're also trying to get you know, government agencies to come out because, you know, as we're expanding into more parts of the fleet, we want more users to understand the type of technology that's going to be at their disposal. Um, but it would, I think it's going to be a great event. We're really looking forward to having, um, you know, the, the, the non-EV drivers participate, the current EV drivers, you know, come out uh, and, and, and showcase you know, their vehicle, talk about what their life with an electric vehicle uh, in the Virgin Islands has been. Uh, we, we're trying to reach out to all, all that we know to make sure that they participate. Um, and again, we'll have the raffle of a, a level two uh, charger there for, you know, as a, as a, you know, added incentive for those who have already 
made that uh, investment in, in transportation electrification here in the territory. Um, you really wanted to show appreciation for that and, and, and their participation in, in our, our <coughs> upcoming event. Well, congratulations. It's an autumn, so you know, don't about that. And I like the fact that, uh, you know, the Energy Office continues to, to show leadership and, um, you know, broaden our scope, because that's what uh, it's all about. So don't forget, you know, if, if you're not on the rock, right, and you're down the Big Island on the, the 14th, um, there is an event over here as well, down in the Carlton area, Midwest, right? We used to be in the Midwest uh, building, right? Yeah, or, or the, or the, um, the car, the car center, yeah, the car yeah, yeah, place, yeah. right? But we're, we're gonna be by Industrial Park. Industrial Park, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. The, the energy right. offices, they're by, they're by yep, Midwest, right? Exactly. They're, but but this this particular uh, uh, lighting, solar lighting, is gonna be by Industrial Park. Aaron Hutchins. Right, yes, sir. Let, yes, let back. They'll, they'll have they'll have their e-bikes out on e-bikes. Uh, on display. Yeah. We'll also be talking to I think the one one piece one thing we'll also be highlighting. Uh, we have a we have a electric vehicle rebate program that we're going to be launching. So we're adding. So not only we're going to be talking about you know how the technology can work for you, but also how we're trying to make the technology more affordable uh, through financial incentives. So we're we're, we're going to be launching a program for. Uh, rebates for electric vehicles as well as uh, e-bikes as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, so you'll be able to basically experience the vehicles that we're going to be incentivizing um, in the very near term. Uh, and so, another reason why we want people to, you know, to, to have an opportunity to start to, you know, go through their decision-making process, know what the the technology that's available, and again, the incentives that are going to be available to make it more accessible. That's what you're talking about. <coughs> so, then I'm going to take you to the end of the segment. You got about four or five more minutes you know we've been doing the power hour now for i'd say two years i think we started i think so yeah uh, the latter part of 2021 at first uh our first conversation was sometime in 2020 and um you know we've been going through a lot you know um we had to um incorporate the ward sellers over there and saint thomas How, what's the status Still, still learning about it and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, so they're going through. So commissioning is a, a, you know, a, a complex process in mm-hmm. it itself. Um, but we've gone. I mean, there's amazing strides have been made. Actually, during we had our board meeting yesterday, um, and the, the executive director CEO Smith, uh, you know, gave us an update on on where where they are. Not just the Wardzillas, but also the 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 battery system, the best mm-hmm. battery energy storage system that's part of that project. Um, and so they all have been, we, we've been able to, you know, the, the battery system has been able to be commissioned. Um, there, you know, there's one, one of the, there, there's some, you know, still kind of final stage work being done. So in terms of full deployment, we're not there, but we're, you know, they've been able to introduce, we've been able to see how these systems interact with the grid. They've been able to bring on some of the new Wardzillas incrementally, um, even actually during one of the recent blackouts in, I think, October, they actually had to bring up um, some of the, the, even though they weren't at the final stage of commissioning, mm-hmm. they were prepared enough to at least be but, dispatched. But, but, but that's when you came out, right? You, you told us that that's, we, we had to use that because yep. uh, feed, uh, the feed out on the eastern side of the island. Yeah, uh, they had, they're having yeah, issues on on, yeah, on that. Uh, yeah. I think, actually, you know, one of the generators had went down. The generation went down and they were impacting a feeder yep. on the eastern side of the so island. So to pick up some of that capacity, Correct. They, they, we, Correct. Had, we had to dispatch um, Correct. the new Wardzilla. So, Correct. you know, there, again, it, no, it's... No, 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 before you go there, right? Mm-hmm. We, 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 I know we're dealing with an exit strategy with Vital and all that stuff, right? Can we assure the ratepayers and the people that voice us that WAPA ain't going to be threatened um, and people Christmas and New Year's gonna be on the mind. We we're in a good situ- we're in a good, good. situation good situation now. With what with, 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 with what the providers are supposed to provide for us. Yes. So we we have no we have no supply chain issues, mm-hmm. no threats. You know we've been 
uh, you know, consistent with our obligations, um, you know, under to the know, best of our ability, to the rest of our ability. Okay. Uh, you know, th- they're costly obligations. You know, it's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why we're trying to expedite the. No, uh, no, Vital to manage the Agreco situation here in Sinclair as well. No, they just provide fuel. They just provide fuel. Yeah. Okay. Who the manage Agreco? That's Alwapa. Agreco itself. Yeah. So, Agreco itself. Yeah. So Agreco is a. Uh, I mean, Explain to the public the difference: Watsilla and Agreco. Yeah. So layman language for it. So uh, the, the the easiest way to, to kind of put it is, um, Agreco is a you almost really want to think of Agreco as a service provider, right? Mm-hmm. They they come in, you know, they they brought their own generators, they brought in their own, you know, management team. What kind to, what kind what kind of commodity? It's a uh, um, what type of fuel you mean? Fuel. Yeah. So they they're they're running on the uh, propane. Propane. Yeah. And Watsilla is. Uh, will run on propane. Yeah. At, initially, will run on on diesel, and, and diesel. then will be transitioned. The number two, the, the same number. Uh, yeah, same, same yeah, fuel yeah. source. Yeah, but source. part of what we're working, part of this whole commissioning process now that's still ongoing. We actually mm-hmm. voted to extend. Agreco is all propane. It's all propane. Okay. Um, so Agreco is really that's a lease agreement. Okay. It's a lease agreement. So okay. so the Agreco business model overall, like this is you know not just for the Virgin Islands, but anywhere. How they do business. How they do business yeah. is they go they'll go to it doesn't necessarily have to be utility. So for example, Agreco is in the ref, the well the terminal. Let's call it that the refinery. Correct. Yeah. So they're in the terminal right now. They have you know let's say ten megawatts of power need. You know instead of installing their own generation and managing their own generation. They call up a company like Agreco. Agreco says, "You know what? I have. I can bring a generator to you. Actually, perfect example. You guys have right now. You guys have a, a mobile AC unit Correct. outside there. Yeah, yeah. That's that's Agreco in a nutshell. I guess maybe not everybody here knows what's going on, but yeah. Agreco comes in and says, instead of you developing your own system, we will bring a, a, a modular, easy to install, oh, okay. easy to remove okay. generation system. We'll mm-hmm. put it in place. You'll get your ten you, your ten megawatts oh, that what, you need, what, whatever you need, whatever you need. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll operate it. You provide us as." you provide us the fuel mm-hmm. we'll provide you the power so that's that's a very that's their model mm-hmm. uh wardzilla by is that's that's our asset we're, we're once that project is done we, we will that. own yeah. uh, we might partner to operate it but it is something that the virgin islands water power authority owns and operates um which is a the major difference between those two great contribution this morning uh mr uh, energy director kyle Fleming. glad to have you here and looking forward to talking with you in the new year man happy Thank new you. year uh, and good luck with the event on the 14th appreciate it you, you got you, it it's the same for you on uh, st thomas you got it Thank you very much. That's uh, Kyle Fleming. We'll take a break. I'll be back right after this. I want to thank uh, the Energy Office Director, uh, the one and only uh, Kyle Fleming for me. This <laughs> good morning, Miss Gilchrist. How are you? Once again, uh, uh, for joining me. Great, great conversation. Stimulating uh, as well. I want to congratulate Greg Mitchell out of St. Thomas, right, for uh, winning a pair of tickets to uh, the Taste of St. Croix. Taste of Two Islands, Taste of St. Croix, and St. Thomas, St. John. Right? Taste of Two Districts. 
over there. A Taste of Two Islands is the name of the event. Okay, it'll be uh, next uh, next thirteen days uh, on December uh, the fourteenth over at the uh, Marcy Marin Center at uh, Antilles School. And you know something? Because it went so well yesterday and today. We're going to do it again this morning again. We're going to do it again at the bottom of the hour. I see Glenroy did an excellent job. They're answering the phone and all that stuff. Uh, uh, Danny did a great job yesterday. So at the bottom of the hour at 9.30, we're going to do it again. Okay, we're going to get two more tickets. You know, things kind of tight. And if we get away tickets and the winner might come out as in Croyd, then they got to make travel arrangements and all that stuff. So uh, because we're going to give away 12 sets. And um, no, Monday with the table talk. It's going to be kind of hard. So what we're going to do is we're going to take care of Monday's set now. Okay? So uh, I'm going to let you know when we're going to start the, the, the calling, right? It's going to be starting another eight eight minutes. We're going to start uh, at 9.30 and, and knock out that one. So that by that by then, we'll have given away three sets uh, of tickets. My good friend, Dwayne Henry, uh, has joined me for some Friday morning. Bush T uh, here and uh, analyze this. Consular, good to have Glad to have you on. How are you? Good morning, Senator. I'm doing well. Good morning to all. That's that's what I'm talking about. A number of, a number of things have uh, been taking place uh, globally. Let, let's first start because uh, you know, even though we're a local talk show, we have local opinions uh-huh. on things that happen regionally, right? Regionally, internationally, uh-huh. nationally, and all that stuff. Uh-huh. The, the 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 ceasefire uh, okay. uh, it went uh-huh. it went well, but it looked like Hamas couldn't wait for it to done because as soon uh-huh. as as soon as the hour reached. They launched a rocket uh-huh. and 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 the the, the uh, Israeli defense uh, had to intercept it in the air. These people don't yeah. want these people don't want peace, man. Or 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 um, they 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 just want complete cut off and no type of relationships whatsoever, none with each other. One it, of it, the two. Yeah. Um, you know, actually. You know, the media saying that the rocket launches was the break, but yesterday or day before, there was an attack in the West Bank where mm. they, they killed three people. Yeah, and yeah. Hamas, and Hamas claimed responsibility for that. So Hamas actually broke the ceasefire a couple of days ago. And and, and 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 they followed up with rockets because uh, BB had said that after the thing, you know, he he you know to his credit. He didn't launch back um, attacks on them. What he said was they were going to to the, um, destroy seal, and um, they were going to seal and and um, and, and, and destroy the, the homes of the, the the perpetrators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, right. but they did not launch attacks in Gaza in retaliation. Then after he said that, then you know Hamas sent, started sending the rockets, and the the Iron Dome had to go into effect. So um, Israel has resumed. It's military operation. Uh, the ceasefire uh-huh. is uh, officially um, over. We got we got to uh-huh. feel we got to feel for the hostages, man, on both sides, though. Oh gosh, man. Yeah, I, I really don't get. You know, I don't know what. I mean, Hamas. You know, you, you get that couple hundred people released, and 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 and, and you know, and, and and Anthony Blinken went over there to try for more to extend the ceasefire. You know, which in itself, you know, it's a double thing for Hamas because. I mean, the double benefits. They're getting the, 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 the young prisoners and stuff released. And at the same time, less lives are being lost. So I don't understand why you wouldn't. But you know, if you live in Qatar and don't have to worry about being bombed, it's not a problem. You know what I'm saying? No, they said over 100 hostages, reading this from the AP News, 
were freed during the seven-day truce, most of whom appear physically well but shaken. Israel says 115 adult men, 20 women, and two children are still held hostage. So that's 137, right? The 240 Palestinians released under the ceasefire were mostly teenagers accused of throwing stones and firebombs during confrontations with Israeli forces. The deal that began November 24th ended after a week and multiple extensions despite international pressure pressure for the truce to continue as long as possible. Weeks of Israeli bombardment and a ground campaign have left more than three quarters of Gaza's 2.3 million uprooted leading to a humanitarian crisis. More than 13,000 Palestinians have been killed. Roughly two-thirds of them women and minors, according to the health ministry in Hamas rule Gaza, which does not differentiate between civilians and combatants. Some 1,200 Israelis have been killed, mostly during Hamas's deadly October 7th attack on Israel that triggered the war, which leads me to the next revelation from yesterday. The New York Times is reporting that Israel knew of this plan from a year ago, and and Israel's um, position was they didn't believe Hamas had the ability to to carry it out. What kind of craziness is this, man? This is negligent. This is negligent leadership at the highest level, man. At the highest level, because you know Israel has always prided itself in preemptive strikes. Correct. Um, beginning with you know Golda Meir back in 1967. Um, you know when they attacked first, when they heard about. Egypt and them coming to attack them, uh, and then and Israel attacked first as a preemptive strike, uh, and they've done so over the years. The Mossad is are experts at this. They, they you know, they the best intelligence um, in the world, and um, because you know, it's people. How do you know? How do you think that Israel know exactly what buildings to bomb in Gaza? They got people on the ground. The intel intel is real, man. Yes. Yes. So how could they? This is criminal. If if the government um, knew, which I find it hard to believe that they did not know of this plan. I don't know how such a large-scale operation could happen without somebody saying something. But I tell you, look now, even before this revelation from yesterday, Egypt had stated in the days right after the the um the, the attack on October seventh, we warned uh-huh. Israel and told them uh-huh. that they were getting ready to do something very very extreme, and and this was you just this, the, 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 I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry I know BB you know people politics is what it is, but uh-huh. there comes a time doing when uh-huh. just from a vitality. Dynamic. You don't have the energy. We, we're not the right. same. We're not the same as we were when we were twenty-five and thirty-five, and it affects exactly. every aspect of our existence. He, they just don't have it, man. And remember, I tell you, there's a, um, there's a, just like you have Hamas. There's a section of the Israeli government that want war too. Yes, they, they you, 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 did, you did. You did. You did. You have been stating that consistently. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. and if you and if you didn't believe if you didn't believe it, uh-huh. you are now left with that impression based on the negligence that we see. Thank you. Yeah, and, and one of those guys in that faction is the current defense minister. This dude is a maniac. Yes, sir. And well, it's clear 
Palestinians got two options, annihilation or assimilation. And, they and, either going to live under Israeli subjugation or they will be eliminated. He says so very clearly. But not only but, that. But a, third, but a state is not an option in his mind. But not only that, when you hear how he'd attack, he'd give you the impression like, I really don't know why Blinken coming over here, because we're going to do what we got to do regardless of what he wants. That's, that's the attitude. He's like, and he said, they make it so clear. You know, Blinken could save the money we got calling and WhatsApp is cheaper and it's free. Well, it, 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 you know, they, I don't think he's <laughs> making much of it. You know, Biden, I think, had more of an effect on the phone from D.C. than Blinken, than, uh, with his back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, which is all for show. Um, but because, look, the day he showed up, the ceasefire um, was um, violated. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. By the way, callers, the clock is now open for the second pair of tickets that we're giving away today for a taste of two islands. Um, the 12th caller, beginning now, okay, to 340-718-0761, will win a pair of tickets to a taste of two islands to be held on December 14th at the Marcy Marin Center over at Antilles School. So 12th caller, beginning now. Uh, we, we, we got our man on the lines. We got our in-house Vitelco man hick uh, holding down things. <laughs> I just joking. Man. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Vitelco is home for uh, that's that's what we know. Different ownerships, but it's always uh, Vitelco. I'm just having some fun. Yeah, but yeah, but that's that's unfortunate. Uh, what what's taking place there? And and you know something, to see the children running into the parents' arms, uh, um, uh, Dwayne over the last week. I mean, that had oh. to have been a tormenting 60 days or 50 days, however long it was, to not, right. know, to not know if my child coming back and then to actually I see them. Imagine. No, no. We, you and I can't relate to that, my son. That one, they're rough, my no, son. No, wow. Really wow. Yeah. Now, Kissing, Henry Kissinger mm-hmm. passed away, man, right? At, yes, at, the at, Grim at, Reaper finally finding. Yes, sir, the Grim Reaper caught up with him. But he lasts right. 100, last 100 years. Right? 100 years of hell on earth. <laughs> no, I didn't. I know, you, you know, when when you look at his thing, right? He is a Harvard graduate, right? Uh-huh. His his uh, family fled Nazi Germany in nineteen thirty uh-huh. in nineteen thirty eight. So he was fifteen uh-huh. years old, right? right? When he left, he born in twenty three. Born on May. Let me see this. Let me see. Uh, May twenty seventh, nineteen twenty three. In Germany, uh-huh. right, and he died uh, on Wednesday uh, in right. in Connecticut, right. Hundred years old. Hundred years old. He went to to he graduated summa cum laude from from Harvard, and then uh-huh. he earned he earned uh, his Master of Arts and Doctor of Philosophy from Harvard uh, as well. Uh-huh. Um, his passing has been met with mixed reviews and emotions. As a matter of fact, based on my, you know, you know, just listening to it, more more people could have couldn't care less that he passed, man. They were taking shots at him left and right on Twitter, man. <laughs> I think the best meme is of the Grim Reaper going from door to door, and then the last story is Kissinger. Yeah, man. But by Henry Kissinger, yeah, the one good thing you could say he did was the opening, um, help open up China. Yeah. So um, when when Nixon went, even though it was Nixon's idea, he made the trip first. Um, 
No, no, no. He is labeled as a warmonger and a murderer, you know. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting ready to tell you. Yeah. Two things he did that was horrible, in my opinion, was he was the one that um, got Nixon to start bombing Cambodia, mm-hmm. which was not part of the war. And you know where they bombed? They started bombing Cambodia on Christmas Day. This is the callousness of this man. And then, and not then, only that, what he did in Argentina with Pinochet. Pinochet, and then he also, they, they blame him for wanting to kill Arafat uh, yes. in, in Lebanon. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So. Wait, wait, wait. With Pinochet, he, um, I remember he, he famously said he might be an SOB, but he's our SOB. Yes, sir. Yes, remember? Remember they used the CIA to, to launch the thing against Salvador Allende, who mm-hmm. was a socialist Correct. Um, president. And um, Allende, well, it's disputed whether they killed him or whether he killed himself, but he died as a result of the coup. And, um, and then they put Pinochet, who went ahead to kill over 10,000 people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They said Kissinger's legacy is a polarizing subject in American politics. He's widely considered by scholars, <laughs> by scholars to be an effective Secretary of State and condemned for turning a blind eye to war crimes committed by oh. American allies due to his support of a pragmatic approach to politics called real politics. For his actions yeah, negotiating real politic, right? Real politic. Yeah. For his actions yeah. negotiating a ceasefire in Vietnam, Kissinger received the 1973 Nobel Peace Prize under controversial circumstances. Very, Very controversial. The committee yes. The yes. Yes. And he served as National Security Advisor and Secretary Secretary of State under President Nixon and continued as Secretary of State under Nixon's successor, Gerald Ford. When, with the death of George Shultz uh, in February of 2021, Kissinger was the last surviving member of the Nixon administration uh, cabinet. Wow. 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 Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, he did a, um, he was a very good um, professor, um, I understand that, that, that you know he taught at Georgetown for years. Okay. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, Kissinger. As a matter of fact, the foreign, the School of Foreign Government uh, uh, thing, I think, is named after him. Okay, okay, okay. There we go. Yeah, at yeah. Georgetown. I, I yeah. think it is. But he was there before um, Janine Patrick and them, the, and, and Madeleine Albright. You know, Georgetown uh, School of Foreign Affairs had produced like five or six. Um, Secretary of State, yeah, yeah, and Albright is considered, you know, the, uh, <laughs> she she's at the top of the list of them, <laughs> uh, yeah. because because she was form and she was so knowledgeable. Every time you hear her talk, you learn something. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But um, yeah. but but really, um, uh, Kissinger's legacy is really uh, what took place over there in in Asia, um, specifically yeah. with, with China and Cambodia, uh, uh-huh. the, the Cambodian campaign. Um, which was like a, a three to four month thing. That I mean, that, that was bad, right. man. That was bad what he did. That man. was horrible. That was, horrible. That was, that was, that was heartless, Cambodia man. Wasn't, the thing is, Cambodia wasn't even a combatant state. It was, uh, yeah, he, man. The United States brought them into the war. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that, that. When you read, when you read uh, about what took place there over there in Cambodia, as a matter of fact, um, you do reckon that's a nickname. <laughs> Um, Naz- Naz- the Nazareth School. That, that's a nickname. You check? Oh no, that's a Cali Cambodia. Cali Cambodia, yeah. 
I want, and they'll call another one Vietnam. I, be, I believe um um Cancrane, what used to what used to be Wayne Aspinall. Yeah, yeah, Aspinall, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, they, and, you know, and they call another one Korea. I don't know if it's Central or or, 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 or yeah. high school, but um all of them had names, man. Um named after yeah. the wars. Yeah. Yeah, but but you know people need to understand you know the, the legacy of these actions that that that, that um, Kissinger did. Like I said, Argentina after Salvador Allende left, Pinochet came in and murdered tens of thousands of people. Yeah, man, and yeah. then in Cambodia, it was even worse because what happened there? The the Khmer Rouge, um, um, uh, what's his name, Pol Pot. Yeah. He over a hundred He is the result of bringing Cambodia yeah. into the war. They end up becoming a communist regime and. Pull patch slaughtered over a hundred thousand. We, 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 yeah, we're gonna take a break now. Um uh Glenn, we we're gonna go to we're gonna go to we're gonna go to break now. We got we got to break now and when we come back, uh we'll talk about I don't forget uh Allende, right? Allende was uh, was in Chile, right? And Pinochet was in Argentina. Yeah, he was he was in Chile, Chile, Chile and Pinochet was in Argentina. We'll take a break, we'll be back right after this. Back here, uh, I analyze this a little bush tea to wrap up the week. Uh, we got uh, Dwayne Henry here. Uh, analyze. Good morning, counselor. Glad to have you on again. All right. So, 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 so to make sure we educate the public and educate ourselves, uh, update our education. Here we go. Right. Um, Kissinger met though, right? Um, oh. So that they could the, the Paris Peace Accords, right? Uh-huh. To, to to bring closure to what was taking place. Uh, over there in Asia, right? Both both were given the Nobel, right? Peace Prize, right? Um, right. Um, however, right, Thor rejected the award, right? Telling Kissinger that peace had not been restored in South Vietnam, right? right. Kissinger wrote to the Nobel Committee that he accepted the award with humility and donated the entire proceeds to the children of American service members killed or missing in action in Indochina. After the fall of Saigon in 1975, Kissinger attempted to return the award. And, and you know, this thing, you know, we're we talking we talk 70s when the Soviet Union, right, was at, at, at that particular time, right, they were just hardcore East versus West. Right, uh, Brezhnev. Right, or well, Brezhnev. Right, Brezhnev was the was was the prime minister then, or the general secretary, whatever he was. Right, for the for, for the for the for the for the Soviet Union. These were trying times in which Kissinger um, was a player in the Nixon administration in the last two and a half years after Nixon left and and handed it over to to uh, to Gerald Ford. I, I agree with that. Um, you know, it was hard ball with the, with the Soviets, of course. But 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 Kissinger, Kissinger's um, what we call crimes or or whatever you want to call it um, were not in in furtherance of that direct Cold War. Um, it was in places of develop, uh, developing or underdeveloped countries like South America and Southeast Asia. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of his 
things was misplaced. He should have went after, um, if, you, if you're so bad, go after the Soviet Union in Europe. Or, or not only that, if, if, you're, if you're of true conviction, I mean, not even so bad, just of yeah. true conviction, mm-hmm. you'll check. But all, all they want, you know, the, the problem with a lot of these global leaders is a lot of them don't mean well, counselor. All they want to do is impose power and show and, 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 and exude their might. But at the same time, they don't really want peace, man. They want peace how they want peace. They want yeah. conditional peace. Uh-huh. They don't want real peace. And that's the problem. Yeah. That's why you have so much protests taking place in America in particular. And don't forget, you know, uh-huh. 60s and uh-huh. 70s was the height, uh-huh. the height yeah. of protests yeah. in America. Yes, not just civil rights, but the anti-war movement yeah, man. was huge. Yeah, man, I, 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 I was talking about... Remember, came under intense um, scrutiny from the um, from the FBI after he came out against the war. But I was talking earlier with um, Kyle Fleming, and I, I told him about Howard Cosell and how Cosell stepped up on behalf of then Cassius Clay, right? Uh, when, yes, when, when yes. Clay was stripped of his title because he didn't want uh-huh. to he didn't want to be drafted and he didn't he didn't support the Vietnam War. You know what I'm saying? Conscientious objector until Cassius Clay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And 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 you know what happened, right? It was not accepted, but after the Supreme Court ruled that no, he can be a conscientious objector, then the military started to to recognize the the, the concept of conscientious objection. And you know what happened, right? Joe Lewis, right? Uh Um, in World War Two, right? I know World War Two or the Korean War. I believe it was World War Two. Right, World War Two. World War II, right? Uh-huh. He was a good soldier, and 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 uh-huh. and he accepted being drafted and 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 uh, participated in a lot of exhibition matches and all that stuff. And they figured, well, if Joe uh-huh. Lewis could do it in World War Two, then then Clay could do it in in the late sixties in Vietnam. Uh-huh. And that's when Clay said, no, 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 me playing that one. And and then he actually took it a step further. He said, uh-huh. the people that you going after look more like me than they look like you. Yes. Yes, they, they like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, 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 whereas World War Two was the same set of people and going after each other. Check out mm-hmm. so but but, 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 but but I digress, and I'm gonna leave that one there. Let me bring it back uh, locally. What going on in Congress? It really embarrassing, you know, with 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 with, with, with the George Santos debacle. I had to talk about your boy because I got to I got to give credit the the fact that he reached this far he look he he lasts a year he lasts a year counselor and, and he was a documented he was a documented fraud before he he swore and beca- and, and, and took the and took the oath which we're lo- which we're learning now that that a certain president apparently didn't take the oath to support the constitution he took the oath to preserve, protect, and defend, not support. Uh-huh. But that's for another topic for, for, for next week. The Colorado the Colorado Supreme Court gonna have a feeling with that yeah. one. Right? right. But, but you know um uh-huh. no, but, but what I'm saying what, what 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 I'm saying is the 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 those who are against expulsion of Santos are saying uh-huh. but wait a minute, this man didn't even get convicted in a court of law yet. And and the counter uh-huh. argument is there's a reason why we adopt rules in Congress, you know. It's because um, we don't need a court of law to sanction our own. And that's why that's when the Ethics Committee uh, reveals its findings, many people, uh-huh. m- 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 many congressmen and women in the past 
they resign because the, right. hum, the humiliation yeah. is of such a magnitude that you oh. don't want to go through what you could go through, which led, which led George Santos to say yesterday, you know what, oh. go ahead with the vote, man. I am at peace. I am at peace. Look like he 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 realized and he wear he wear a combination of being worn down and realizing yes. realizing I can't win. Right. Well, he know he can't win um, because he's wrong. And and his argument is is curious at best because of the six people who were um, uh, expelled from Congress, the first three were not convicted of anything. They were expelled because they supported the South in the war over. Um, in the Civil War. They were not convicted of anything. Sub they subsequent supported subse the same nonsense that Trump, you know, the, you know, with the January 6th, it was that same type of behavior. That, so, so, this, so this was subsequent to 1865 then? This was, um, those were the... Yes, 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 after the war. So in other words... Like we just said locally, they couldn't take lose. They can't take lose. They, mm -hmm. So, so as a result, they wanted to violate the Insurrection Act, and the rest is history. Expulsion. Right, and and like I said, they were not charged. Well, I don't know if they were ever charged, but I know they were not convicted. Mm -hmm. they, but the, but the Congress did find that the the um, the their behavior was treasonous because they supported secession. Wow. Wow. So, and so if you wanted to be in a company with them kind of people, well, I guess boards have a feather. But that's the that's the company he gonna keep. But, but, well, but and, and and he's ridiculous because, you know, it's just insane what this man did and is continuing to do. And he's just writing it out. And he's flying all over the place. The man visit the southern border. I was like, wait, seriously? Interestingly oh, enough, what? right? It, interestingly yeah. enough. The the the, the 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 expelled members of Congress from back in the day, all of them were Democrat mm -hmm. men. Yes, because the the, the Democrats were the, 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 the pretty the, nasty party back then. The, the Democrats back then were the modern day Republicans today. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the Republicans today, the Republican Party today, people need to understand. Is all because of the sudden um, solution or yeah. sudden compromise uh, with Richard Nixon. He brought in all those 60s segregationists into the party, Trump, Thurman, and then That's he brought right. them in. That's right. And, and, and it's interesting that when you look at the history of American politics, it was the Republican Party back in the day that were more oh. sympathetic to people of color. Than the Democrats. Yes, and, and and it's interesting how it has now flipped on its head, right? Mm -hmm. Where that is no longer the case, right? At all, as a matter of fact, they got an extreme the other way. No, no, they actually take it to the next level, and 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 that's <laughs> that, that 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 that's painful. Finally, um, the gag order is back in business with uh, mm -hmm. President Trump in 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 the New York case, right? In the civil case. Or, yes. or 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 in the, in the DC case, the civil case. In the civil case, in the civil case, um, the New York State um, um, Court of Appeals, which is the New York Supreme Court, uh, and and, a, and apparently he wrongfully blamed um, he wrongfully blamed Judge Engoran's wife for being a social media. I mean, this this dude, this dude, they look. I'm starting to get the impression that he knows if his trials go, 
to uh, if his if, if his indictments and cases go to trial that he gonna lose. It look like it look it look like he's been told by his lawyers you need to do everything you can to delay, delay, delay because these ev the evidence is mountain and that's the reason why he behaving how he behaving. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, he, he, he just doesn't, he's another judge, Santos is in the, they didn't just throw out the, the, the system and, you know, it's, <laughs> it's whatever, I hope they, they said that slip to the scene. No, no, I, I, I like what you said, I, I, actually, actually, Santos is another Trump. <laughs> that's true, and, 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 and it's, it, the whole thing is ridiculous, man, I, I, I just, you know, like but, I tell you, I wake up every day, well, I go every night and I, I, I Google Judge Santos to see what, Hilarious news there is, and I go to sleep laughing. But, 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 but here's why I'm gonna say you know. And I hope the 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 audience is is uh, uh, processing what I'm going to say, right? Uh -huh. As fraudulent as Congressman Santos is, the fact uh -huh. that he actually got this far where he was elected and served a year. Is a win. Is a win for George Santos. Yes, yes, and you know this woman that he might run again. Well, no, he well he well 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 no he got issues or no because he got deal with them indictments, and 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 what he get away with, right, with 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 extorting people and all that stuff. That's scary. By the way, um, we I want to congratulate um Miss Ingrid Percival out of Saint Thomas. Uh, she has won herself a pair of tickets to A Taste of Twilights to be held on December 14th over there on St. Thomas. So we got Amber Knight, Greg Mitchell, and Ingrid Percival. And then we're going to do two a day um, for a number of days next week to get us uh, to giving away a 12, giving away 12 pair of tickets uh, to uh, the um, <coughs> Taste of uh, Two Islands. Um, uh, Councillor, um, what's your take on, on Biden again wanting to get into significant... Uh, infrastructure uh, development by getting these lead, get, getting these the, the, these new pipes all over the country, man. It looks like Biden really, really, really obsessed with infrastructure legislation. He gonna be the infrastructure president when he done, man. Listen, the last president that was like that, was, as you know, was Dwight Eisenhower. Yeah, and um, and, 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 and he came on the heels. He, and he and he was after Roosevelt. Roosevelt was actually the first one yeah. who who uh. So, the New Deal, the, correct? With the, the New the, Deal, the, the, yeah. the Civilian Corps and all of that. Yeah. The, the, but, the but, 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 wanting, wanting to avoid the catastrophes that took place in Flint to a lesser degree in Newark, what we're dealing with here locally, these are win-win. Uh -huh. th these are win-win um, um, projects and proposals, Councillor. You can't deny that. Absolutely. Nobody, nobody's losing under these. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Nobody's losing when 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 you're making these type of community uh, investments, uh, infrastructural uh -huh. investments uh, across uh -huh. the nation. This is this is big, yeah. Councillor. Thank you very much, man. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you very much. And, and we'll have you some more boys tea sometime next week. Yeah, that's Dwayne Henry, okay. uh, attorney Dwayne, uh, attorney uh, who uh, you know he deputizes for me uh, uh, from time to time. Uh, by the way, I do want to remind the public right that. It's the last month, baby. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 2023. January 1st was the other day. And uh, you know that we have, we, have made, we have made some headway. Because I can't tell the last time I mentioned the word COVID. 
on my show. On my show, you know, for those of you who've been with me from the get-go, um, we used to start the show every day with a COVID update. You know what I'm saying? And um, we're in the new normal, so let me knock on wood. I hope, uh, you know, what we're dealing with now. And, and I think just COVID, uh, um, either, uh, it's all respiratory diseases and all that stuff, right? Because, you know, what we're dealing with now, remember now they, they scare us with that, some kind of pneumonia or something that over there in, in China they were talking about last week or whatever. So you got to pay, pay attention to detail. When you see what's going on, do not be afraid to wear a mask. Don't feel that way. If you feel like it, you feel like it. Okay? And people going to respect you. Right? And, and, and that's what we, uh, we deal with there. Um, the the non-hurricane window is now in effect. It starts from uh, today, December 1st, until May 31st of next year. We'll have the tropical weather outlook that will start on the 15th of May. And then the hurricane season picks back up again on June 1, 2024, until uh, November 30th uh, of next year. All right, so do enjoy the weekend. Don't forget we gain our tickets next week, Taste of Two Islands. Um, I believe Tuesday we can probably give away two more sets. Um, matter of fact, we might, we might just give away all nine of them, uh, nine more sets um, between Tuesday and Friday. So, so when we wrap it up next week, Friday, we give people time to make uh, logistical arrangements. Or if you're there in St. Thomas already, you know, go go shopping, buy some new garments and things, look nice and fresh. And we hang out at the Mar- Marxy Marine Center on December the 14th, okay? Be good and be safe. Enjoy the weekend. Talk to you on Monday, God willing. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. 